Dangling After Dark with Dick Tangle episode 511 contains co-host Dahlia D, sketchy clubs, lap dances, when not to dance, and an interview with the seductive Suki Sin. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 511 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is a person that needs no introduction. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I told you I'd get you. I told you. You just wait for the next episode, and I've been waiting. <laughs> and you're going to keep waiting. That's how that works. Because I, I still didn't find the information, so I'm going to make it up like I normally do. It is one of the world's most beautiful content creators and cam models. She is everything you could possibly want in an entertainer and more. She is your poutine princess. She is your maple syrup maiden And most importantly, she is your anti-squirter from Alberta. It's Dahlia D. How you doing, lovely? Oh, I'm doing so much better now that I actually got a proper introduction. You know what? What? You're lucky is all I'm saying. Oh, don't I know it. I thank my stars every day that I got to meet the dick dangle. (laughs) Be here on the show, forgotten for a whole episode. For a whole episode. (laughs) You know what? Um, but you know what? I am actually doing really good. Good. I got my first ever lap dance, and I feel like oh, if your goodness. first ever lap dance is really good, then you can't physically be in a bad mood. That is so true. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that was on my list to talk about. We have a couple things to get to, maybe an article or two, but what pervert nation gets with this show is dolly d and myself and an interview with suki sin oh i like that name yes very alliterative it's what this show is all about i think from now on we need to only have people that have alliterative names it would be totally on brand absolutely And uh, you will hear about that interview at the end of the first half interview happens in the second half Fun times had by all. So so excited. You're not half as excited as I am because I need to know about this lap dance. I saw that you posted this on Twitter and it made me so happy. (laughs) I thought about you too while I had her butt in my face. I was like, Dick would love this. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Uh, both either watching you do that or me having it done to myself, but let's go through, let's go through this. Yeah. Um, so it was, um, my partner and my anniversary 
<clears throat> happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so we decided for our anniversary that we were going to go out for dinner and then go to the strip club after. And then we like got a hotel for the night and we we're going to go to the strip club and then back to the hotel and then back home after. So the funny thing is, so I live on the far east coast of Canada and I don't know what the east coast of the States is like. Okay. But here it's like very, very small town. I've heard it compared to Maine. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, and we have one strip club in our entire province. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so like in our entire state, there is one strip club. We went into it without high hopes because the place has like a two star review. Okay. All right. On Google with like thousands of reviews. Oh boy. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? It's fine. All I really care about when it comes to going to the strip club is seeing the stage work. Cause I've never gotten a lap dance before. I kind of just really enjoy seeing the stage work and kind of like seeing girls dance because like I, there's a lot of talent in, you know, pole work. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, as long as there's a good stage dancer, then I'm happy. So maybe, you know, somebody will come on that'll have some cool moves and I will leave satisfied. We went and, you know, we paid the cover and we go in and we get a drink and we sit down and there's nobody on the stage. And the stage is like, oh my God, how do I describe this in a way that is palatable? Oh, that's a worrisome statement. So it's essentially a plywood box. Okay. That's shoved up against the wall and behind one side of it, there's like this janky shower curtain. That leads to what I assume is the back room. Okay. Like backstage, quote stage. Um, (laughs) Back box, right? And then stuck to the wall behind the quote stage was like these big, it was like they tried to do like a mirror wall, but instead of like doing it properly, they went to like the dollar store and bought like a big box of like mirror stick-ons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, like, so the whole wall was, like, wallpapered with these, like, squares of, like, mirror. Mm-hmm. And then they had this, like, fog machine that we didn't realize was there for quite some time. And then they were like, here comes Crystal! And the fog machine was like... <laughs> it's a humidifier at that point. It was, like, spitting and, like, not really fogging. It was more just shooting liquid a couple feet. (laughs) I I know that feeling. Go ahead. Oh, God. So, so I have to say, like, we're looking up this place and we're, like, looking at the reviews and stuff. And, like, there's been at least one murder in this place (laughs) per year for the last, like, five years. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The roof is sagging. The only reason this place exists is because it was grandfathered in and the city can't get rid of them. Ah, okay. They can't close down to renovate or else they can't reopen. Oh, wow. It's a horror show. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple questions. Hold that thought. Okay. Is it a full nude club? Yes. Okay. Is it BYOB? No. Oh, okay. Full bar. Okay. To look beyond the stage. Now, how big is the stage? You said it was a a plywood box. How big is this box? I would say, if I'm being generous, like six by eight. Oh, so it is really tiny. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, like there was two round tables set down in front of the stage area and they side by side were wider than the stage was. Holy smokes. Yeah. Now how and big- I had like a dinky little pole in the middle. Okay. Now how big is the rest of the quote unquote club? Hmm. Well, actually, it was quite big with the back room. Okay. So, like, with the private area, it was actually a pretty big place. But, like, the free zone (laughs) was, like, mm, I don't know. I don't know what, like, I would use to, like, describe the size of this. But, like, what is roughly the same size? Like, is it the size of, like, an Applebee's on the inside? Is it smaller than that? Like a McDonald's. Okay. I got maybe you. a little smaller than a McDonald's, the free area. And then bad. you go like when you go backstage or like into the back into the private area, it's like a big, huge room that's just ringed with couches. Okay. I got you. Now there's only one dancer at a time on stage, yes? Um, one dancer every like two hours, more like, but yeah. Why? We waited quite some time for Crystal. See, our assumption was that because it's the only strip club in like literally a 15-hour drive radius, wow. they don't have to try because it's like, where else are you going to go, bro? That is true. You know, like they really did not have to try. They knew at the end of the day that they were getting their money. Okay. They did not have to give a single flying fuck. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm going to send you the social media for this place after and you're going to die. Oh, please, you send it to me now. This is hilarious. <laughs> it's be so funny. It's funny. I wanted, to ma- I, I wanted to make this joke when you first started this story where you said you are on the extreme eastern coast of Canada. And uh, I was going to say, I believe it's pronounced Portugal. <laughs> that's that's across. Anyway, sorry. That was the dumbest joke. I waited way too long to say. It's not, it's not funny now, but please. Go you ahead. tried. Oh, it was adorable. Oh, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So Crystal gets on stage. Okay. It's like the first we waited literally like probably I want to say like 40 minutes nursing a beer. While we wait for Crystal to get on stage. Are are they telling you that she is coming? Like, was she doing another dance or a private room? And that's what kept her from being the only person in the building on stage? Um, I'm not really sure. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what Crystal was doing. Oh, boy. Whatever it was, it was not dancing. Oh, no. Um... (laughs) Could, could you smell it on her? Did you see it in the black light? Like, what is going on? Oh, man. You couldn't see anything except the look on her face. So, okay, so he's like, <laughs> here comes Crystal. And the fog machine's like. <laughs> <laughs> and Crystal climbs up onto this plywood box. Okay. Climbs up. I, and, that's just, the visual that paints is awesome. Go ahead. Yeah. And the music is like this little Wayne song, whatever. It's pretty like fairly high energy song. And Crystal doesn't do anything. I'm sorry. She stands there with her back to the pole, staring out at an audience of, I want to say probably like 20 to 30 people. Okay. We're in this club on a Saturday night. 
And she stares out with her back to the pole and she does a little half squat real slow. <laughs> and then she does up again and then turns around. And then she stands there completely stationary facing the janky mirror wall, right. holding onto the pole. And you can see in the mirror wall that she, her face, she looked like someone told her that her dog died, <laughs> like right before she had to get on the plywood. <laughs> yeah, the, the DJ did it. By the way, before you hit the stage, your dog died. Welcome, Crystal. Yeah, right? That's pretty much what happened backstage. And, like, the whole time, it was like watching an, a busted, like, animatronic doll. <laughs> it was not going to the beat at all. Just looked devastated the entire time. Did one song and then left. Oh, and she was picking a bunch of lint off her clothes the entire time. Oh, my. That is to have you describe her as a slutty Chuck E. Cheese animatronic with like character. complete with like wide blinking eyes. Oh, all oh, the crazy eyes. Soulless yeah. gaze. Oh my. Yeah, goodness. and just like jerky movements that did not go to like the song at all. And like her go-to move seemed to be like just a really slow awkward squat. And it's like, you know, you can do like a squat and it's like sexy, you push your ass out and it's yeah. like oh. This was like legs together holding the pole in the middle. Very slowly, just squatting. You, you know what I would have done? Now, I would have enjoyed this immensely, but I would have yelled, "Lift with your legs, not your back!" <laughs> it was wild, and so we were already like, "Oh no, it lives up to the reviews." Oh, oh no, Crystal, you ruined our anniversary. <laughs> and. Like, shout out to Crystal, though. You're a trooper for, like, working, even though your dog probably died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But so we were like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. We'll finish this drink, and then we'll just leave because this is ridiculous. Yeah. So we're sitting there. We're finishing our drink. And this, like, pair of boots, like, thigh-high Doc Martens with, like, an eight-inch fuck-me heel. Wow. In like baby pink, all I see is the boots first, right? And then I do this like real, you know, when you see like a giant and you like start at the feet and then you're like in awe looking up at the rest of them and you're yeah. like, wow, yeah. you're slow panning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Slow panning. And I just like look up and she's this like super tall. Well, I mean, with eight inch fucking heels, of course, right? Slim black hair down to her ass, tattooed head to toe, mega hot in a tiny little sling bikini. And I was like, oh, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and she made eye contact and she came over and we were like chatting and whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> the whole time, right? Just hubba hubbing and uh yeah we ended up getting a lap dance because i was like you know what the stage dance was bunk she's like yeah it's like that here oh funny now what is this one's name <laughs> i honestly <laughs> no I way wow i don't even remember <laughs> 
it was loud when she told me, oh, and I don't think I really quite caught it at all. The to begin shoe with. is on the other foot now because last episode you were upset that I lost your intro. You lost her name. Yeah, but I could draw her butthole from memory. Oh, aren't those the best? So I actually think earlier um, in the show, like probably something like 50 to 100 episodes ago, (laughs) you said something about being at the strip club and getting a lap dance and seeing somebody's butthole that's so clean and so beautiful that it's like angels singing for a moment. Correct. And I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. (laughs) Until. Until I saw this unnamed woman's cornhole three inches from my nose and I saw Jesus. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So that's a thing. That is a thing. Perfect. That happens. But, perfect. Buttholes are my religion. Yeah. So she saved our entire anniversary after crystal ruined it. And uh, we got a double lap dance, like the two of us oh, on this okay. couch in the back room, which was really awkward. They didn't have like private booths. It was just like a big, like think like a room that looks like it's in a warehouse. Okay. And then it's like the walls are just lined with two-seater leather couches. Yeah. And then like that was it. But like then it was just like all red lights. Right. Yeah. There's – I'll let you finish your story. But I've been – there's a lot of clubs within a fairly decent drive of where I live around Pittsburgh. And each one has a different setup. But I I will tell you about that once you are finished with your story here. Yeah. I just – I mean it was just – it was a double lap dance. And we both got worked over – pretty good and uh i've basically been smiling ever since wow so yeah, yeah. It's so, great what a so what fantastic the... butthole can do for your mood oh. <laughs> preaching to the choir <laughs> so when it comes to getting a dance there beyond the room that you're in right what is the dance like you know is it by model depending like because some places you can't touch the person you have to sit on your hands other ones they're like it's up to the model you can't like insert anything anywhere but you can like touch them like on their back or on their butt you know stuff like that what is the the law in your province for janky club um i'm not actually sure (laughs) so (laughs) you were fisting her is what you were saying a hundred percent. No, um, <laughs> I thought that it would be like a no touching kind of thing, but there was no, nothing was like posted anywhere. There was no signage anywhere saying like, you know, don't touch anybody or whatever. And when she was dancing, she was taking our hands and like placing it on her. Oh, okay. Okay. So I think, you know, touching to an extent is definitely allowed. Um, and she was like on top of us. And I mean, she was laying in my lap with her legs wrapped around my neck. So... <laughs> I mean, at that point, no touching kind of goes out the window. Uh, yeah, you have a point. Yeah. So but, so when are you shooting content with her? I wish. I actually, so we got each other's Instagram, and uh, I have not had the balls to be like, hey. so. No, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. One day, though, I'm thinking maybe for Christmas, I'll go get a lap dance. I don't know. <laughs> I get, you are so flustered <laughs> by big boot girl that it's true. Wow. Yeah, you know what's really funny is that like I'm such a dom when it comes to men. Like I will dom. I will put any fucking man on his knees ten minutes flat. I don't give a shit. Girls, <sighs> girls turn me into pudding. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they're just so pretty. Yeah. I don't know. 
I can't disagree with you. Yeah. So yeah, that was my, my first ever, um, lap dance experience. So yeah. Now to get to the clubs that I've been to, there are clubs that have a small, but individual lap dance spaces. You know, it's a, it's almost like a wide single chair in a small booth and the person dances for you. There is a club that it is kind of like the club you were at where it is a series of love seat style couches. They're all in one room. Everything can be seen by everybody unless you go to a private room. That's where you get your lap dances. And there's another club with that one. The lap dance room is in a separate room from the club. But then there's also clubs that have the lap dance room in the main room. So everybody, including your friends, can watch you get a lap dance. And then if you want a private room or like a a private dance, that is like in a really small other area. And then the private room is another area. Like it's it's crazy. There's tears to the privateness. Many tears. It's like a pyramid scheme. And yeah, it's really strange to see how every place is set up. Yeah. I have never seen a back room before this experience. So can't really speak to that, but it was very interesting. Like, I don't know. It's like seeing a bunch of other people getting lap dances. You're like, Oh, I can hear that guy's erection. Yeah. You can hear it just tearing through the pants. Yeah. Right. Although it was really nice. She must've been a lady because she put down a napkin on our laps before she started dancing on us. (laughs) Get you a little lobster bib. She did. Yeah. She even tucked it into our pants and everything. (laughs) That's, uh, that's different. It was, it was very nice. She even like fluffed it out like a French waiter. Like, wow. Yeah. And you're like, why do they call you seafood? She's like, cause I got crabs. No, she was very nice. Although Crystal was doing a lap dance across from us. Oh, okay. What was her, all what that was, happened? What was her style? Um, she was kind of just doing a half squat into the guy's lap while he groped her tits and she stared off a thousand miles away. <laughs> because, because of said dead dog, right? She wasn't even moving. She was literally gripping both arms of this armchair with each hand. Cause it was a one seater, not a two seater. Okay. And she's like squatting in his lap, but not enough to be touching him. And he's like reaching through her arms, like through her armpits and like just groping her boobs. And she's just looking dead ahead. No expression. Hmm. Yeah, it was unnerving to watch. I had to really focus on the butthole. Well, I mean, if you need a pinpoint place to look. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, so you sent me the link to the club. I did, yes. It's nice that they are so active on social media. Uh, they've made it's weird. They took like a five year break. Yeah, they <laughs> they made three posts this year, and they were all in the last few days. It's so weird, and it's like literally like right as soon as we were going to go to the club, they started posting. Like they must have known that we were coming. I think so. You put out that energy, and they just knew. Yeah. It's so bad. I'm looking through their Facebook page and they have some cute dancers for sure. Yeah, they definitely do. Cute for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I'm looking for the one you were talking about, and I, I don't see her. Yeah, I mean, it's not like anyone was bad looking. It's just, you know, um, you have to like dance to be a. T- Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. The guy that was grabbing her tits seemed to be into it. So yeah, that's the thing. You know, you don't have to be a dancer to be an entertainer. It's true. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm always yeah. fascinated by the different lap dance styles. You've probably had so many lap dances too. Oh, to think about how many I've had is pretty outrageous. Okay, I'm going to tell you how this one went down. Oh, please. And you can tell me how you think it ranks okay. in your lap dance experiences. Right. Should I find some sexy music to play behind this? No. Okay. <laughs> so first, she's like, hang on. I'm going to get the DJ to turn music up and change the song for me. And we're like, cool. And so she goes and like changes the song and all the other strippers are like, ah, but I guess she's got like clout or something. I don't know. No. Oh, so hold that thought. So how much was a lap dance? Oh, it was uh, $20 oh, per that's person. Okay. That's not bad. So like we paid 40 cause we were side by side. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it was paid ahead of time, which was really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause in Toronto, like I've been to places where you pay after and that's how you end up getting like scammed out of like, several dances yeah no kidding um because they'll be like oh it was four songs you owe me for four songs and you're like "Mm, no like it's never happened to me personally but i've like been out to the clubs with friends that have been like oh i just spent 300 dollars on that stripper because we had to argue about how many songs i did so it was nice to pay up front and ahead of time and then it's like when you're done you're done and she knows she's not like getting any more even if she finesses it you know right yeah so 20 bucks not bad per song I think we had two songs actually. I time gets lost mm-hmm. in perfect the bubbles. In your yeah. Face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your, <laughs> he knows it. He knows it. But yeah, no. So she changed the song to like her favorite song. First, she's like dancing a little bit, like in front of us, and she like kind of like takes the sling part of her sling kini thing, and like she's like moving it around and stuff. And she got like right into it. Like she that she climbs up onto the couch with us and had like her feet on either side of us and was like kind of dancing, like standing over top of us and like turn around, and, like put her butt in our face. And then like she was basically using us like a jungle gym. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. She was just like climbing all over us, like swinging around, like as if we were the pole. Wow. And like, yeah, like like I said, like she literally had her legs wrapped around my neck at one point. With those giant boots on mm-hmm. and like hands on the floor, like boobs in my lap, feet up around my neck. So facing downward. Okay. And then like twerking in my face. Nice. And like moving clothes and spreading and here's my butthole. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, do you know how much money you would make on Chatterbait? That's what I wanted to say to her. But you know what? She doesn't need it. Like, she literally doesn't. It's the only strip club in a 15-hour drive, and she was the only good stripper. Yeah, money's money, though. I think she would be fine without Chatterbait, honestly. (laughs) But maybe I'll send her a link. There you go. You should interview her. I could. I'll I'll message her on Instagram and be like, hey, so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. I think yeah. what would actually what we would need to do is have you try and do the show while you're getting a lap dance. 
Oh my God. That's no, <laughs> I can't make words while that's happening. <laughs> Even just thinking about it is turning me into a marshmallow. Right. Oh goodness. <sighs> yeah. So that was my lap dance experience. How would you rank that? Like in terms of like good to bad to best or whatever. Mm. I would I would rank that as good, not great. What would you say is great? I like less show and more intimacy. Like I like the idea of, you know, having a butthole in my face and boobs in my face and things like that. But when it becomes very acrobatic and they're like, okay, hold me here while I do this. I don't want to do that. I just want to sit here and enjoy myself right. and, and relax and watch you and your body do its thing. Yeah. So if I were like say one to five, I would put that at like a three and a half to four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Still pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Cause if the butthole's that pristine, then I mean that makes it an automatic three. Oh my God. It was like it generated its own light. It was bioluminescent. <laughs> it's one of those She you... pulled that fucking slingshot to the side and it was like it's one of those things where you want to touch it, but you don't want to ruin it. Oh, yeah. My fucking my fingers are far too rough. Mm -hmm. Far too rough. Yeah. You don't realize your tongue is slowly coming out of your mouth to lick it. You're like, no, get back in there. Yeah. No, my tongue would sully that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount of dances that I've had and the crazy experiences that I've had you know, some dances are amazing. You find that person that is able to read what you want in a dance very quickly and delivers it. Mm. You know, they're paying attention to your body language and how you're saying things. And those right. are the best. There are some that just go in, they have their routine. It's either one, two or three songs long and they're done. And right. you have some that like crystal just very disinterested, you know, they're doing their thing with you and they're on their phone or they're telling you their horrible life story. Oh no. Oh, have you ever gotten that during oh, a lap dance? Oh my God. Have I gotten that during lap dances? Yeah. No. Oh, I bet you, I mean, granted I, I've been getting dances. Let's see. <sighs> I started going regularly to clubs once I realized that, adult performers would feature dance at clubs and that was a 2010 so almost wow. 14 years and i would say better than a dozen dancers have given me horrible life stories oh my god yeah really oh yeah and i'm thinking to myself this you maybe just have that face it's like <laughs> let me tell you all of my bad things daddy right yeah, it could be <laughs> it's very possible they, they they see the empath in me and they feel let me overshare so. while I grind on you. Right. Like that like you could grind all you want. Mr. Happy is out to lunch. He, he you've you've ruined it with what you're saying. Oh god. Like who gets horny thing? No. Right. Exactly. That's just bad strippering. Exactly. I've I've had some that have almost injured me because I think they thought this was like Cirque du Soleil and we had a choreographed routine and they tried a move that I was not prepared for. Like, you know, I didn't have my core tight or, you know, I wasn't holding You didn't study them. before you went? Right, exactly. Um, You're supposed I, to know all the moves, Dick. Uh, now I do, but back then I didn't. 
Uh, <laughs> I've had one bite my erection through my pants. Pardon me. Swear to God. No. Yeah. <laughs> and not lightly, might I? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't even have a penis, and that made mine invert. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've had some just be just kind of odd, uh, you know, which you will have at times in a club because if it's a very busy club and they're working hard and, you know, they're trying to make their money, they may not smell as fresh as you would hope. Oh, no. You know, take that in any direction you want, be it upper body or lower. Oh, see, this is why I love cam models because you can't smell them. (laughs) And well, that all being said by both of us, for some people, that may be a thing. I was talking to dancers that, you know, when you get to know them as well as I do, they they're willing to open up and tell you funny stories. And there was one that she had been married and her and her husband got pregnant or she got pregnant. Right. Okay. And she went from dancer to not management, but kind of staff. Okay. And because everyone knew her as a dancer, all of the people that she knew and gave dances to, their fetishes came out. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They're like, I want you to tell me. You, I want to dance from you, and I want you to tell me it's mine. Um, I want you to spray me with breast milk. Ew. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I I want you to sell me the clothes that you're wearing because I know that you're with child. Like she goes, it was outrageous how much more money I made being pregnant. That's fucked up. I don't know. There's something really fucked up about a pregnant stripper, like a really visibly pregnant woman on a pole. I don't know. I have a hard time with that. It definitely takes you out of the fantasy unless that's your fantasy. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm worried. I'm like, your center of gravity's off. <laughs> that is very what true. If you fall? <laughs> well, you won't fall because there's another arm that'll hold the pole for you. Fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> just a stabilizing arm. I, I was totally not going to say that joke, but I said that joke. That's a dick rigid joke. Damn. That is a dick rigid joke. You're, Damn. you're, Either I'm sorry or you're welcome. Enjoy the Both. visual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a girl that literally danced until management had to tell her like, okay, you're going to pop like any day. So oh, it's wow. maybe time to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that can't be good for anybody. At that no. <sighs> like, do you? That's cool. Which is weird. Cause I don't feel the same way about like pregnancy content, like porn. I can agree with that. Yeah. But, like, for some reason, if you're dancing whilst pregnant, it weirds me out. I'm like, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's because of, like, the trope of, like, the pregnant trashy stripper. Like, that's, like, such a thing. Yeah, I think a lot of it is it just takes you so far. It takes you so quickly out of that fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. You go there because you want to escape reality. You want to feel like you are top dog. And have someone make you feel special. And when they come over and they do that weird pregnancy sit where they're <laughs> trying to get to the couch. The, but... the one hand on the belly. And then when they sit down, they go, Oof. Yeah, they got the one hand on the armrest and it's kind of a fallback more than it's a sit. <sighs> yeah. 
so, so how many dances you want, baby? Like, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you at all. Yeah, I could agree. Though. You're doing some touching and you feel a kick. Like, ah. Oh, my God. Oh, that made, that made it too real. Like, at least. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least my joke was outside of the realm of reality that one was there yeah, oh, yeah. that was in the pocket it, happened. But, it but, could happen and that is so specific this is the strangest talk i've ever had on the show um, <laughs> because if you think about it if i were to have a partner that was pregnant and they wanted to do a dance that would be fine Right, because it's like yours. Yeah, it is truly that at a club scenario that makes it so, I don't even want to say uncomfortable, but I, unnecessary would be the it word is. I would use, but just so weird. It is. It's a little cringy. But like, I don't think it's weird if it's your partner because there's nothing like unsexy about your partner being pregnant. And like I said, like pregnancy porn is like, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I think it's literally, like you said, it's like the club atmosphere. But for me, I'm like, it's the danger. Like, that's the part that um, makes me yeah. really uncomfortable. I'm like, you're dancing and you should really be in bed. <laughs> like, if you fall, we're all going to feel really awkward about trying to help you. Oh, yeah, that that would be bad. You know, if it's your partner and they're doing like a strip tease for you or whatever and they fall, you're going to run to catch them. But if it's a stripper... Are you going to run? I don't know you. It's weird. Everybody, welcome to the stage. Cinnamon <laughs> plus one. <laughs> okay, so if you are a stripper, do you pepper do... Pepper and peppercorn. <laughs> do you do a gender reveal at the club, and how do you do it? With the spitty fog machine. <laughs> if the fog comes out blue, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> This is like the most amazing episode of a show I have ever heard in my life because it we we're painting this picture so well. Like I don't know how a sitcom doesn't pick this up. Oh, for the love of all things. Oh. You guys really sold the imagery. It's gonna get picked up by Netflix. I'm telling you guys. Oh, it writes itself. That is so funny. Damn. So far off the rails. Who is your interviewee for yeah, today? Oh, no kidding. All right. Let's let's completely change gears and talk about my interview with Suki Sin. Thank you very much. Completely unrelated to any conversation we've had today. 100%. Thank you very much to Erica Icon of the Rub PR for the opportunity to interview her. She is absolutely adorable. She makes great content. She does stuff on YouTube. So I highly recommend that when the interview is going on, you follow all the links and you check it out. She talks about her past. She is from Taiwan, and she has a very interesting story leading her to adult. And just a very brilliant woman, a brilliant businesswoman, she makes amazing content. I talk about it in the interview. It's very, like, no matter what she shoots, it's very sensual. And okay. it's very seductive. And I really like that. Even when it's dirtier, it still has that tone to it. And nice. I appreciate that as a viewer because you can tell she really enjoys the work that she's doing. 
Right. But we talk about so many different things and we have a really good time with it. And I know that when everybody hears it, they are going to love her and they are going to follow her and they're going to enjoy her work. I'm going to check it out right now. Yeah, she is adorable. So I love creators that have like a very specific flavor to their content. So I'm definitely going to go take a look. Yes, absolutely. So I know you find Dahlia D have a very specific taste to your content and <laughs> every single listener of this show enjoys it. Thank you so much for being on. Always. And thank you for all of the weird visuals that we did today. Oh my God. This, this, this was an episode. This, this is going to have to go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, this was an enjoyable one. I may have to send this to uh, to the Library of Congress. 100%. It needs to be preserved. Yes. Oh, goodness. And if people want to preserve your greatness, be it by film, cam, or imagery, where do they need to go? www.daliad.com. D-A-H-L-I-A-D-E-E. Lovely. I am at dickdangle.com. That is my links page for everything. Danglingafterdark.com is where you go to download the show. And if you want to email me, dick at danglingafterdark.com is my email at the Dick Dangle on Twitter. Awesome. Aw, yeah. Love it. So thank you one and all for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Suki Sin, like Dahlia D, and all of the amazing people that you have heard on this show over the years. Find something that feeds your soul. Do it as often as you possibly can. Make sure you overtip those pregnant strippers because they're <laughs> dancing for two. And of course, <laughs> I knew that get you. <laughs> Bro. Ew. Mm. Don't worry, Dick will be coming back. This is Sunny Lane, and when I'm not playing with myself, I'm listening to Dick Dangle. Oh, yeah. Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. My guest is new to the industry and is making a name for herself very quickly. With stunning looks and radiant energy, she has worked for Bang Bros, Naughty America, Girlfriend Films, VR Bangers, and more, delivering quality scenes for everyone to enjoy. And with her subscription platforms and business savvy, there's no telling where this real-life fantasy will end up, but I know it's going to be amazing. Please welcome the beautiful Suki Sin. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Before we get started, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Yes. My name is Suki Singh, and you can find all my exclusive content on my OnlyFans at Suki Singh XX, S-U-K-I-S-I-N-X-X. And my Instagram, I have two Instagram. My main Instagram is Suki Singh X with one X. And then I have another backup one is Suki Singh XX with two X. And I have a YouTube channel is Suki Singh XX. And I have a Pornhub channel is Suki Singh. Very nice. And we will get into your YouTube channel in a little bit. But I want people who are just finding out about you right now to get to know a little bit about you. You started as a dancer in a gentleman's club and then became a content creator and then a studio performer. So let's start at the beginning. As a dancer, how long did it take for you to become comfortable with being on stage? I I become comfortable really quickly because when I find that job, I'm just fresh out of college and my parents' goal for me to come to study at United States for college is to for me to get a degree and go back to Taiwan. But after I graduate, I just really want to stay here. So I went on Craigslist job section and I found this dancer job at Deja Vu. So then, you know, when I was there and then the manager got me a veteran dancer and then she teach me the rope. She teach me how to do the lap dance, the stage show. So when I was on there, I think I get used to it when I just take off my bra on the stage because you get really nervous and then you don't know what people's reaction will be. But once you're on stage and once you take off your bra and you're naked and, you know, everyone cheer for you and everyone throw money. So it's like, wow, that's not hard. It's just you need to get on there and be confident. What was your style of dancing? Was it slow and sensual or did you do a lot of pole tricks? Slow and sensual. And I'm sure that played very well for, I would say, older gentlemen, because I am older and I I like that style of dancing. Did you find that the customers that really liked you, were they all ages or was it Mm -hmm. a lot of older people, older men? Well, in Seattle, Washington, the gentleman club is a juice bar, so you cannot drink alcohol. So it's like pretty tense. And then how the dancer make money is they will do like a couple lap dance and then they will talk to the customer and then they will persuade them to go to the private room. So there's no privacy and it's a room on the second floor and they have a curtain and it's bigger and it have luxurious velvet couch. So it's like, you know, it's like a space for them to talk and slow dance and be sensual and then drink some non-alcoholic apple cedar or champagne so it's like uh i think i think the if you have a lot of poetry and then you can perform really well on the stage and you can bring a lot of attention and you will have a lot of people throw money on you but in order to make the big money is where the vip room is 
So all the dancer is trying to be personal, try to talk to the customer and ask them how their day is and remember their name, remember a little detail about, you know, their life, where do they work? Is it their first time here? You know, just try to make the customer feel like she's dateable. I like that. I like asking this question of dancers. When working with a customer, was there a signal or sign that they would give you and you would notice to let you know that you had their full attention? Yeah, so I remember when I was dancing at the club, an Asian dancer is a minority, so there's not a lot of Asian dancer. So I'm like one of the few, you know, and then so whenever they see an Asian dancer, they are really, really captivating. And especially I have an accent when I talk in English. So they always ask me, where am I from? How did I end up dancing at the club? How long have I been dancing at the club? So it's like when when you dance on stage, you know, the way they look at you is very captivating. Mm -hmm. Like they cannot take their eyes out of you. So, and then it's like very admiring, you know, just very, you're like a unicorn and they look at you, feel like you are very special. Mm-hmm. And then when you get off the stage, usually they will wave. So they will have a signal. It's like they will wave okay. to you. So then you can come to them and then you can sit on their lap and you can talk to them a little bit longer. So that's how... I get the signal they are interested in me and then I will go to them and I will talk to them. And usually in the club, I just need to approach every single customer who is sitting because you never know who is interested in getting a lap dance. But then, you know, if I sit with them and I ask them questions about their day, if they, if they give me a short little answer like yes or no, and then they didn't elaborate, and then I will I will understand they're not interested in me. But then if they really want to talk to me and they ask me a lot of personal questions or they wanted to know when and how did I started working in here, and I would know they are very interested in me. And that's how I can tell it will be my customer and he will probably get a lap dance or even a private room, a VIP room with me. So when you moved to content creation in the beginning, did you know what you wanted to create? Did you have a vision of the scenes you wanted to make? So when I got into content creation, is around COVID when everything is shut down and the strip club is shut down. So it's the first time ever the club is shut down because the club is always open, like even on holidays, on Christmas, on Thanksgiving, seven days a week is always open. But on COVID, it has to be forced to shut down for over a year. So everyone started to create content and tap into the OnlyFans world. So when I try to create content, I'm just thinking, I'll just do what everyone does. I'll just, just you know, take some nude pictures and take some solo video. And maybe I'll do some boy-girl video with my boyfriend at that time. And that's about it. But when I get into it, it's like really just like tapping the toe in the water, just take it easy because at at first I I don't want to show my face. You know, I want to censor my boob. I want to 
since in my face, you know, I, I don't want to like show a lot. It's just like trying it out. Mm. But I think I, I think when I get the big step is when I break up with my boyfriend and when I'm single. And that's when I'm thinking, wow, you know, I can create any kind of content I want. I can create boy girl content, boy boy girl or orgy content, girl girl content, whatever content I want, because there's no one in my life who could tell me what to do or what not to do. So I feel like when I break up with my boyfriend a year ago, and that's when that's when I started fully trying out to create content and collaborating with other content creator. And there is some content creator I collaborate with and they are porn star. So that's how I get to know about the porn star world. And and then I get to know, wow, there's like a professional studio doing porn out there. And that's when I applied to Hatsi model because I feel like I can get more exposure and then I would love to get on set and be like an actress and you know have a makeup artist or a photographer a director so that's how I decided to sign up with the agency and started to get studio work did you learn a lot about your own sexuality as you became single and started to make your own content? Did you find that there were things that you enjoy that you thought you might not enjoy? Or did you just find things in general that you liked? So I think the biggest step for me is to do anything related with another female. Because when I was in a relationship, it's always boy-girl, and there's not a, another female, and there's no girl-girl content, no orgy content. But when I when I first seriously trying to expand on my OnlyFans, you know, instead of trying to find a male, I'm trying to find another female because if she's doing very good on her content creation and on her OnlyFans, and then I want her to be able to work with me and maybe teach me a thing or two, so when I first collaborate with the woman, it's very surprised because before I would think, oh, women are very catty. They are very feisty. You know, they don't want another woman to share their men. But in reality, when I collaborate with a female content creator, they are very inviting. And then they are, you know, it's like more inviting than guys because they just want to be best friends with each other. And then they smell really good. They are very soft. And then it's like, it's like you're like working with your long lost best friend. And it's just a lot of fun. So before doing content creation, I, I don't, I didn't try to do anything with female. But after doing content creation, I really enjoy any scenes with female. And especially if it's a threesome and if it's two female and one guy, it's really fun for me because you have another best friend, another girlfriend in there to spice things out and share things and do a lot more fun things than just one-on-one. So what you're saying, if I am hearing correctly, is men do not smell good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think think men smell good too, but women smell different. Ah, okay. Well, that that's fine. Cause, All right. <laughs> yeah, because because men smells like cologne, you know, smells very ma- masculine. Okay. But woman is like 
they smell like really sweet or flowery. And then sometimes on set, she's like using some sort of lotion on her vagina or on her private part. And it smells really good. And I'll be like, can I have some? And she'll say, yeah, for sure. You know, and then we can share those little things. And, and then and I was like, wow, where did you get this? It smells so good. <laughs> it's like a lot of more common language we can talk about. Okay, I was, I was going to say that I might have to stop the interview for a little bit and go take a shower. I felt very bad for a second. <laughs> no, no, it's it's like a different kind of thing because I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask a male creator like, "What's your grooming routine? Like, how do you prep for the scenes?" But then I can ask a girl, and she will tell me everything. Like even. How did she prep for anal? And then she'll tell me what she do the day before. And then maybe she'll stop eating dinner and then she will like try to use something to clean it, you know, and then she will just tell me how does she prep for things. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that makes some sense, yes. Now that you are a studio performer, you have worked with some very big studios right away. Were you familiar with the big studios in the industry before you started? Were you a fan of porn before you got in? Of course. I heard of Ben Bro. I heard of Brazzer. Ben Bro is very famous on Pornhub because before I was in the porn, I would go on Pornhub and you know, on Pornhub, they have those amateur stuff and they have those studio stuff. And I really like to watch the studio stuff because they have the best lighting. They have the best angle. They have the best plug, like stepson or stepmom, you know, and everything just looks so perfect. So I will watch a lot of Ben Bro, a lot of Naughty America, a lot of Brazzer. It's, it's really fun to watch. And then I, I really like the studio work because... They, they do it really professionally and it looks really good and very seamless. So I've already been watching it. So I already know those big names before I get into it. I just, I'm just really surprised when I'm new, I can shoot with them so fast, so quick. Yeah, it is. It shows how professional and how beautiful you are that they are drawn to you so quickly. So I'm very happy for you. Yes, I'm very happy too. So is your performing style on camera similar to your style as a dancer, very sensual and very erotic? I think the camera one is more exaggerated and louder because when you're dancing, it's like you kind of want to seduce the customer, and but you don't want to put it all out there. So you're trying to show them some sexual attraction and then to in order for them to get a lap dance and get a vip room but you're not going to give them full sex but then on the camera they really want the girl to moan really loud to do all different kind of position riding cowgirl reverse cowgirl missionary and then they want to you to have a big orgasm maybe squirt come multiple times come on the face you know just very exaggerating so I think shooting it's very different from dancing because dancing is like kind of like a a art of persuasion seduction but then for the shooting it's like you have to be an actress you have to be very open so I remember when I shoot my first scene with Navideo girl 
I'm very nervous. And then the thing is about me saw an ad on on TV. I can be a magazine model. So I went to for the I went in for an interview, and then it turns out it's like a you have to perform to the director for a sexual act, so he can see if you are good or not. And then when I did that, and then after the scene, the director say, "You can be more open. You know, you can do this position. You can do that position, and you need to practice on your blowjob. You need to use your hand. You need to be more engaging." So that's how I know when you perform on the on the TV, it's about you know you need to be an actress. You need to be open. You need to be a hundred percent. Because maybe in my personal life, when I enjoy sex, I would I'm like enjoying sex in my little corner. Like I wouldn't yell that loud. I wouldn't like be so like exaggerating. I wouldn't like change position so many times. I wouldn't like look at the camera when I'm writing, you know. But then that's like all the things we have to pay attention when we're doing studio work. Yeah, I can imagine. When you first start shooting scenes for studios, and you you might be surprised at how professional and very business like filming is, because I think a lot of people who watch it think it is just very loose and fun, and it just happens very spontaneous, but it is very systematic. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if I am having sex on my own i tend to be quiet so i don't know if i could do a lot of filming and be loud yes i think everyone in the sex they are more quiet they are enjoying the moment sometimes they like to do it in the dark without the lights but studio work is different it's like there's all those lighting and flashlight and camera and different angle and you need to look at the camera when you do blowjob it's very different Mm mm-hmm Yeah, exactly. Your YouTube channel is a lot of fun. And in your YouTube video where you introduce people to you and talk about your history, you talk about a past relationship and say, all men cheat. And I am offended. I am (laughs) am hurt. No, I am kidding. I'm kidding. I, I will say this. The men that a lot of women are attracted to tend to be cheaters. But regular guys like me do not cheat because we don't have a lot of chances to date. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I I think so, yes. I think women like the bad boys, and the bad boys are bad boys for a reason. That's just a thought. So when I was dating... I have a long-term boyfriend for six years and then he's like those really nerdy guy that never goes out and only have like one girlfriend before me, you know, and then we've been together for six years and then he's like always be there for me and then he'll never go out to party. Like he is like the guy who I I feel like would least cheated on me. But then I just, I just feel like, the reason he doesn't cheat is because he doesn't have an opportunity. He doesn't have a chance, you know? So, of course, if he's inside the house playing video game, he don't have a chance to cheat on a girl. But then when I was dancing at the strip club, 
he was like staying at home and he's not making money. So one time I was like saying something be like, oh, you're such a loser. Like, why don't you go to casino? Because I heard there's like some customer go to casino and then they say they win a lot of money. So I was like, instead of just staying at home and doing nothing, you should try casino, which is a really, really bad idea. <laughs> because when he when he go to casino and then he just got addicted and then he he gamble all the money away it's like okay if you're not doing anything and just stay at home at least you have those money in your bank even though you're not making new money at least you have some saving in your bank and you're not like trying to gamble all your last dollar away but then it's because i tell him to go gamble and then he just gamble away all his saving and then he's addicted and then in the in the casino there's a lot of there's a lot of attract, like, you know, sometimes people go there and then there's other women, there's other waitress. So then he, he met another woman at the casino. And then at first, the woman thought he was, he, he has some money because he will go to casino every single day. And then he seems like he don't have a job and then he can just be there and, and gamble money. And then so the woman felt like, he must have some money. So the woman approached him and seduced him, whatever, and then he got seduced and then that's how he cheated. So it's like, yeah, like people who who cheat, it's like, there's like people actively trying to cheat. Like he's like someone who's like actively trying to find some baddies out there and trying to have sex with or hook up with. But then the good guy, you think he doesn't cheat is because he don't have a chance. What if you throw him into an environment that all the women are all over him and all the women saw he has money or just wanted to seduce him? Would he say no? Probably not. <laughs> Probably he would say yes because the chance is just in front of him inviting him. Wow. That's a, that is my perspective. Yes, you make a very good case. You could be a good lawyer. it's from personal experience because i trusted him so much that i didn't think a a lot when he go to casino when he gamble away his money i didn't think much of it you know i never tried to like track him down or check his phone nothing like that Mm. until my my sister is like he's cheating on you at the casino because i go in there i saw it that's how i found out but it's already been a long time he'd been going to the casino. So I didn't like try to track him or whatever, but then it's just like I trusted him. But then at the end, doesn't matter if he actively actively tried to find a girl or the girl seduce him, he failed to say no. Mm-hmm. He 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 fall into a trap. Ah, oh, stupid men. Mm-hmm. Oh. So in another video you were recently molded for a line of sex toys through Doc Johnson. You have a video of the process, and were you surprised that you had this opportunity so early into your career to have a molded sex toy of you? I'm very, very, very surprised. So I really thank my agent, Riley Rana, for getting me this job. Because when he called me at that time, I'm only like two months in the industry. So I got into the industry in April and then I was in Florida. And then I think he called me in June and then he sounded very ecstatic. And he said, I got a really good news. And I said, what? And then he said, Doc Johnson wants to mold your 
vagina. So I'm like very surprised because I always know those like the company mold people's dick to be dildo or mold people's vagina to be a pussy toy. Mm-hmm. But then I never. But they are like always like someone really big. They are really famous or they've been in the industry for a long time. So when 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 he suggested me this job, I'm very surprised and I'm very flattered. And then he said yes. He said he said they want to mold it a few people, but then he did encourage them, say mold me, mold me, because this girl has potential.、Mm-hmm. So I think because he recommend me a bunch, that's why they decided to mold me. Because I don't think at that time anyone know me that well. I'm I just I'm just new into the industry, and I just have less than ten film out there, you know. And sometimes when I shoot a film. They didn't come out right away. It has to wait like a few months. So I really do think because of him and he he encouraged them to choose me. That's why I got this job.、Yeah. The molding process looks easy, except for having to stay in one position for a long time. What is more difficult? Not moving while they made molds of your parts. Or being in one position for a long time while having sex. <laughs> <laughs> the harder one, I would say, I would say not moving when molding. Oh, okay. Because it's like a first time experience. Like when I go to the Doc Johnson, the molding house, it's like a, it's like a room, a house. And then inside they have like all the tools and then all the things like how they mold and there's like two very ex- experienced molder to help me mold it and there's photographer so it's like a really legit professional room that they invited porn star or content creator to go there to mold their private part so you know it's like I go to Disney and then it's like uh I it's like I go to Disney the first time ever. And then I try out this ride, you know. So I even tell the molder, say, "Oh, this should be like in an amusement park where people can buy a ticket to get molded because it's like a lifetime experience, you know. It's like, it's like, how would I get molded if just if I'm just a normal person? If I want to have this experience, right? They put like a hot little thing on your. Private part, and then you you cannot move because if you move, and there will be air coming into the stuff, and it will fail. So when they try to mold my pussy, my my ass, and then my mouth, the mouth one fell because I don't know I was trying to talk or make sound. So the first time the mouth molding it fell, but then they have to remake it for the second time. So it's like really careful and very complicated, and then if some Something go wrong if you move, if you talk, if some air goes in and it fell, and then they have to remold it again. So I would say that is harder because it's like everyone is watching you, and you couldn't move. If you move, if you they have to redo it. But then if you just have sex in the same position, yeah, I will get boring, I'll get tired, I'll fall asleep. But it's not like oh, you know, what if I. Do this and it breaks, and then we have to do it all over again. Because when they do it, they have to put a powder and they have to put water in. So they they say it's like a dental dam,、oh, okay. kind of like something they put on your teeth.、Mm-hmm. 
So then they have to dab it all in and then two people. So that's much more pressure. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Now, when you get the finished product, will you see if it kind of feels like the real thing? And do you know men who will test the toys for you? When I see the product, it doesn't, it's like a half finished product. So it's a mold with my pussy and my ass and my mouth, but it's like white. But then later on, they will paint it. So they will take a picture, a close up picture of my private part, and they will paint the toy with the exact color. So they will, they will paint it that just look like my vagina. So then later, maybe two months later, my agent Riley sent me an email and then he say, this is your pussy, Doc Johnson, color it and took a picture for you to approve. And then I saw it. I was like, wow, I can tell this is my pussy now because when I got molded, it's just white. And then there's like some, you know, white stuff, but then there's some friction on it and you can see it kind of looked like a leaf. But then when, yeah, but then when they pinned it, it was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> because there's different color, there's different shape, there's, like, different layers. Wow. that's You are right. I wish more people had the opportunity to get that done. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's like... Like, I will remember this experience for a lifetime. There's a lot of things I forget in, in my lifetime. I forget what restaurant, what did I order? Did I go here? Did I do this? But this experience, like, from the start to the end, like, every second, like, what did the motor say? What did they make comment of? You know, it's, like, vividly painted in my brain because I never had that kind of experience all in my life, nor do I know what kind of this experience will entail you know like i can forget i go to disney then and i can forget if i drink this harry potter beer or not but then this experience is like just one and a lifetime yeah oh for sure are are you a fan of disney i am yes so i i i like disney princess and i just did a disney girl girl orgy scene with beautiful talented lady in los angeles and then we all dress up in the disney's princess and i'm mulan and it's the second time i dress up as mulan because the first time when i was mulan i did a vr scene with a vr banger Mm -hmm. and then and then i am a mulan and then they told the makeup artist to draw my makeup as very mulan like so very long eyeliner and wing eyeliner and then they let me wear the Mulan outfit with the boots, and then it has the sword. So it's like, wow, it's it's so fun cosplaying and and dressing up as a character. So when the when October is approaching, and then those very nice lady they do a Disney orgy, and everyone is dressed up as a Disney princess, and I'm Mulan again. And then there is a Snow White, there is Belle. There is Sleeping Beauty, you know, just every beautiful princess mm-hmm. in the content video. Yeah, and when you did the VR scene as Mulan, you looked fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really love it. Yeah. It's my first VR scene, and it's my first cosplay scene. So I never done VR, and I always heard 
VR is very tiring and you I have to move a lot. And then, you know, the cold mail star, he just need to sit there. And then I have to move a lot because the camera need to capture me. So it's like double fantastic. It's my first VR scene and it's my first Mulan scene. When you have a scene like that where you are playing a character, does it start your imagination in making characters for your own content, for your own OnlyFans? Yes, because I like to see what my fans like to see. So when I do the VR scene, when I cosplay as Mulan, if I get a lot of feedback and people like it, and then they say I look like a Mulan, and then it just inspire me. So maybe I should do more cosplay in my content creation, or maybe next time I should dress up as this character, mm-hmm. or they will give me some idea to what to dress up as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I am sure some of your fans will fund, you know, a scene that you make for them where they buy the costume and things like that. I I could see you doing very well in cosplay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love cosplay. Uh, it takes a lot of time, but the finishing product is always very amazing because you have the costume, you have the wig, you have the makeup. So when I look at, like the character, I feel very proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Now, you have worked with Brickzilla for Hussy Pass, and you have worked with Dread and Alex Jones on your OnlyFans. That is a lot to handle. When you first worked with them and you saw their impressive parts, did you think to yourself, I hope I can make this work? Because I'm sure it is very intimidating. (laughs) Very intimidating. (laughs) So the Brazilla is actually when my first debut scene from that video girl, it was in... Los Angeles. So after I shoot with Nat Video Girl and then my agent just tell me to fly straight from Los Angeles to Florida because he lined up many jobs for me. And then the first scene is with Hati Pat with Brickzilla. And then he asked me if I can if, do do I think I can take Brickzilla? And then I say, I'm not sure, but I can try. So then I look up Brookzilla on the on the porn hub and then I see is wow it's like nothing I've seen before it's gigantic it's big and it's thick and it's curved I was like wow you know but then I was like pussy is flexible if if some baby can can come out of pussy I think a really big dick can fit so then I, I just go there without any ex- expectation and then when he take it out it was really really big so I don't think that was my best thing because I look like way too much in pain. Ah, okay. Uh, like I'm not enjoying it. Like I, I look way too much in pain, and then in the in the middle, like he has to stop multiple times because he just couldn't get his dick into my pussy. Mm-hmm. So then he has to like go use more lube or change the position or do this or do that. So in the middle, like he has to pause a lot of time. So it looks like a porn, but it's like we're just like doing five different positions and then we are like doing it and stopping it and doing it and stopping it. So it's not like we just keep doing it. And then 
I just feel like I should probably practice more before I go to Brazilla and thought and thought I can just handle it like that. Like I should probably go to the gym and do more squat or like try to like fit the biggest dildo in there or do like pussy stretching exercise. Like I didn't do none of that. I just like go in there and then think lube will just make my pussy open. But that's not the case. Like you really do need to practice. Like the more I practice, the more I feel like, you know, I can handle it better. You are young and I am sure you are good with technology, but are you surprised at how much work goes in to having an online presence as an adult performer, be it all of your subscription sites and social media and having to take care of always promoting yourself? Yes. I think the easiest part is just take off your clothes and go have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Because, because I think that's the easiest part because everyone has a pair of boobs. They have one pussy, they have a dick, you know, and everyone have all those parts that can make it work. So I think that's like the easiest part. But then the harder part is try to like keep up with your Instagram, keep up with your Twitter reposting stuff putting out trailer you know replying to message going on live stream and keep thinking about what kind of innovative way i could to increase fans because there's like always like a hundred way you can do to get the exposure out there to promote or collab or increase your fans and then it's like i'm willing to try out everything and see if it works and there's like always many things to try out. And then that's the hard part. Now, as we talk in this interview, I am struck by how good your English is. And as you said, you are originally from Taiwan. When you came to America, what were some of the biggest culture shocks for you? Because uh, America can be a pretty weird place. So when I come to America, when I was 18 years old, I got admitted into a university in Washington State. It's University of Washington in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then when I got there, I live at the dorm. And then that's how I felt like everyone is talking so fast. Because when I was in Taiwan, yeah, like the foreigner teacher would talk, but they would try to talk really slow to you and then make sure you understand. Or when I watch like the movie and I can put it in the slower speed mm-hmm. so I can understand better or I can put like a subtitle on. So that's easy for me. But then when I got to America, I just surprised like how everyone is talking so fast. Like, yeah, they're talking English, but they're so fast and I couldn't keep up. So that's how I realized, wow, people talk fast. Not like a foreign teacher trying to teach a student, but just people talk normally fast and then that's like the first thing I felt difficult but then the second thing is you know it's like on the street there's like homeless people but in Taiwan it's not like that so there will be like homeless people asking for money and I'm like always scared what are they going to do to me and then when I go to university it's like a co-ed dorm so in Taiwan that would never happen like they would never put the female and male together into the dorm but in here, in the United States, they have the co-ed dorm. Huh. 
So the female and male live together. Even they are in different room, but they will be like, oh, this room is male. This room is female. This room is male. So then it's like they live at the same dorm. So that is very surprising to me too. Now, when it comes to being a performer, you have the opportunity to go to a lot of conventions, award shows, and industry events. Do you have plans to go to any in the future? Because it is coming close to convention season and award season, which is like January. Yes, I plan to go to AVN in Las Vegas in January in 2024 i'm looking forward to it a lot have you done a convention yet no never because because uh, the convention is always out of state Mm. like right now i still live in seattle washington so whenever i want to go shooting for the pro scene or the studio i have to travel to los angeles las vegas or florida so i have to fly around and then sometimes I will ask my agent if he recommend some convention for me to go to. And then sometimes he say it's not worth it. So then I wouldn't fly over there just for the convention. But AVN is a very big one. And I think it's the it's the most important one. So I would love to go. Yeah. You must like living in Seattle. But when you travel to California, Las Vegas, or Florida, out of those three, is there one that you think to yourself, I could live here? Yes, I'm thinking I can move to Las Vegas because Las Vegas is very close to Los Angeles, but then it's cheaper and it's more affordable. And Las Vegas is close to Seattle too. They're all on the West Coast. And Las Vegas has a lot of gentlemen clubs. So if I get bored or if I want to branch out on the weekend to dancing again, there's a lot of option in there and it's 24 hours 7. So there's a lot of option at the Las Vegas. But I'm not going to lie, when I travel to Florida, I feel like it's paradise because Florida is very close to the beach. So everyone who stay at the hotel is like tourists. So they are like either going to the beach or going out to have fun so it's like a really good vibe and it just feel like a place people can retire to because it's very sunny and it has the beach and you can just go out to work for like I can I can go shoot a scene and spend four hours and get the check and then just spend the rest of the day at the beach walk to the beach enjoy sound bath bathing and then go to the restaurant by the beach and they have those seafood restaurants and there's a lot of people singing in Spanish and then you can enjoy your dinner at the seafood restaurant and hear people sing and then just enjoy. Yeah. Oh my. You make me want to move to Florida. Yeah. It's uh, it's very good. It's very warm. It's very relaxing. Yes, that is true. So do you have any goals that you hope to reach in porn? You are, as I said, very business savvy, and I think you have a lot of good ideas, and I'm sure you have a vision to what you hope to accomplish in the industry. But do you have goals that you hope to reach in, say, the next year or two? 
I hope I can shoot for bigger production company like Brazzer, Vixen, Joe's Jordan, and much more because I am new and I need, still need more experience. But I would love to shoot for bigger company. Well, I have no doubt in my mind that you will be shooting for all of the companies very soon. You are captivating. You are very fun. You have very good energy. And I know that you are going to be very, very popular very, very soon. I, I'm glad I'm talking to you now because there will be a point where everyone will ask for your time. And I'm glad I have it now. Thank you so much for interviewing me and encouraging me. That's very sweet. Oh, you're very welcome. So <laughs> this has been so much fun, and I'm glad to have you on. So if you could, one more time, please tell the listeners where they could find you online and on social media. You can find me on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com slash SukiSinXX and my Instagram Suki Sin X and Suki Sin XX to Instagram. My Pornhub channel is Suki Sin, and my YouTube channel is Suki Sin XX, and my Twitter is Suki Sin XX. Very nice. So, once again, thank you so much for your time. I wish you nothing but the best of luck, and hopefully, I get to see you sometime in the future. Thank you very much. My pleasure.